1: live.
2: Hi, you're at the right spot. Lawrence New Jack style targeted individuals. Tonight, Monday, June 11th, 2018. Oh, New Jack, I've got some real class for you this evening. A wonderful woman, courageous, intelligent, and vital. Death. who's going to break down law enforcement, participation in targeting. Oh, let's give a standing applause. But, Deb, good evening and
3: welcome.
2: Good evening, Jeff, and welcome. Hi. How are you?
4: Okay. I guess we did a prime example of what happens to the cause when they don't want something
2: out. <laughs> I think we are. I, I really was just, uh, wow, amazed at the links they will do to block us. I can't believe it. How far they will go to block us. It's amazing. I,
4: Obviously, we make them nervous.
2: I, I probably do. I was working last year with Professor Martinez. I don't know if it was the real thing or a perp, but it had a badge for Homeland Security. But he was looking at staring and staring and eyes rolling in his head. I was just staring at him. He took my information and left, never heard from him. I, I still have that feeling, guys. I don't know if he was the real thing or not. But uh, we want to keep uh, shaking, uh, you know what I mean, the door until we pound it open because uh, – This is, uh, I don't know, this is like Hitler, Gestapo, what they're submitting us to live under. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, Deb, I know we're going to get on tonight's topic, and I guess, you know, um, this is my first introduction to you and the community. How long would you, you know, say you were, you know, even stalked or became a TI, to your knowledge?
4: To my knowledge, as far as I can figure out, I didn't realize there was even a word for it until July of
2: 2017.
0: July
4: 2017? Yeah, but, and I thought I was just jinxed or something, but actually, the more I look at it, I can take it back to as far as 75 when I was raped by both my husband's um, middle brother's. Your husband, you were married at the time, and that means no, that would be your two no, brother-in-law. No, I wasn't married. I wasn't married then. I didn't even know them then. But come to, it was Ed and Howard Bigler and their friend Dennis, who rode their motorcycles up here to Wisconsin on some little trip and raped <clears throat> me and this friend of mine, Cammy, that was out. We were out drinking down by the Chippewa River. And that's what I can trace it back to. You know, whether it goes back farther than that, who knows. You know what I mean?
2: Oh my God.
4: It's I know one of, the, one of the ways that they pick people mm-hmm. which I didn't find out till later was through the photography shops for that does it uh, like school photos
5: mm-hmm. for the
4: kids. And that's what they were doing back then, is picking their victims that
2: way. Oh, my God. Um, But that's only one of the ways. What do you think think they look for when they are choosing their victims? I guess victimology, what are they looking for? Oh, well, I don't know. I was kind of
4: always... Like on the fringe of, you know what I mean? I wasn't one of the popular kids, but I went out and partied, and you know, so they kind of looked for people like that, maybe. But I'm not sure, you know. Okay. Because well, you're a
2: loner, um, you were so no cheerleading for you. Is that what I got? Right, right. i right. no, I wasn't a cheerleader either. <laughs> not serious. that
4: there isn't people that, because it seems like anymore, it's. Not just the you know there's a a huge diversity in the people that are targeted. There you got cheerleaders and goody two shoes. You got the loners. You know, I mean, you pretty much got a, a, a full aspect of everybody. But it used to be, I think, more or less, more of the loners and the people that would get in a little trouble. You know, went out and partied. But they've expanded. Ah, I mean, uh, you've talked to people yourself. Some of them are the goody-two-shoes, you know. Some Some, some are, are, And some are the loners, some are the partiers. You know, they got pretty much everybody, you know, pretty much someone from every point of life.
2: Everywhere, yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Which is probably one. one of the reasons that we have such a hard time getting coordinated to fight against it. <laughs> because, because we're
2: so diverse and different anyway? Right. And and, and we, we don't have a true connective, connectiveness until we realize what our similarities are instead of focusing on our differences. Exactly.
4: <laughs> mm. and, a, and a lot of people have a tendency to look at, you know, only certain aspects of it. Like it's only uh-huh. the cops or it's only the military or it's only this or only that when it's all of that and then some.
2: It sure is. Uh, it's, not, it's not only the bioweapons and, and the do. It's also uh, it's also trafficking and asset stripping and inheritance and intellectual property.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's so many different pieces to this big, huge puzzle. And a lot of people don't like to stand back and look at the whole puzzle because it's just too, you know, it's like it's hard to wrap your head around.
2: I guess it's kind of, you know, it's pretty ugly to look at, too, at that. So really, um, when I'm talking with you, Jeff, you're, you're pretty much, I would consider you a newbie. I'm talking about more, exactly about a year ago you were, you know what I mean? Acknowledge, oh, my God, I'm a targeted individual. Yeah, and here I thought life just sucked, you know. I was
4: jinxed or something. And then come to find out there's actually a word for it and there's so much more to it than what meets the eye at first.
2: Oh, my God. Did you feel like, um, did you sort of feel like, uh, I don't know, scared at first? Did you get information? Did you find the community?
4: Well, it was like, whoa! It's bigger than I thought, and um, being an only child probably helped me
2: to a certain extent because you only, no brothers and no sisters, right? Um, did you do? Did you wish you had sibling?
4: No, no, not really. And I think that actually it kind of helped me because when they turned my best friend, which was my second husband, into something that wasn't anything like him, um, and I divorced him because I know that they had, I mean, the only thing I felt at the time, and I didn't really put words to it other than I knew that we were, if he would have stayed, if I would have not have kicked him out, that we would have killed each other, you know? one of the murder-suicide things that you hear about all the time that has gotten more prevalent in the last few years, at least in this area. Um, but it made me, help me to be more reliant on me, you know, as far as for, um, you know, being able to keep my head together even though this is like a mind-bending thing.
2: I'm sure, because I want to tell you, know, I'm just you know, as we talk, I'm feeling you out. too you know, we're similar in age, but an only child, and you were really growing up as a little girl, you were fine, but not having sisters or brothers, um, that's nice attention from both parents when you grow up, you know what I mean, because oh, they yeah. didn't have to, you know, you know, never felt like, you know, he gets more than me, she gets more than me, so that's nice, I always felt that way for only children, they had a lot of parents' attention, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and that's nice. That's nice. They never really felt, you know, most only children never, you know, there wasn't a big thing about not having enough money or have to remember the ideal of sharing. Although some of them told me I wouldn't have mind sharing, you know what I mean? And they would like to hang out at my house with my sisters, you know, a bunch of girls. Yeah. Um, Did you, and then just a year ago, how were you living your life? You know what I mean? When I say how were you living your life, were you in a state of being happy, just in a regular, you know, American moment? Doing what you got to do, work and uh, marriage, and then all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, bim bam bam, your game's stopped. Because that, that had to be frightening. Well,
4: it was kind of more or less odd things that always happened ever since the, you know, the incident back in seventy five. Well, that's the day of nineteen
2: seventy five. That made you how old were you by the way? Like 12. Oh, roughly. Twelve years old, okay. Yeah. Within, child of the '70s. And what was that incident that that Oh, when I
4: was thing? raped by Ed and Howard Bigler and their friend Dennis from Lincoln, Nebraska. They had a mako shop there, paint shop, and they rode their bikes around the country. And
2: and that's. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So you were—that's uh, a girl, twelve years old. Were these were they boys or were they men? They were men.
4: They were, oh, probably like. In their twenties, closer to thirty, I guess.
2: Were you were you alone? Did they? No, actually, me know?
4: and a friend of mine were down by the dri- river drinking, and because her mm-hmm. sister wasn't home, we bought a bottle. Or her sister wasn't home, so we went down there, and you know.
2: And you you kind of knew these men, even though they were a little bit older from the town. You knew their faces, I take it. Well, no,
4: them. I actually. How I found out who they were Uh was after the fact, and I, would the one, Ed was already, or Howard was already dead, because he couldn't wait for the batch of dope that they were cooking up to get done, and he did it too soon or something, at least that's the story I heard. And... One of the, the other story was he ran into a train with his motorcycle, but he didn't, because there was no railroad tracks there where they said it was. Um, mm-hmm. And I had met Ed, and I recognized him.
2: You recognized him. Howard. Okay, so of the three men, there was definitely two of them. You definitely knew their faces. You, and I'm sure living in that and, community, you never thought they would do such a thing.
4: Well, see, they they weren't even from Chippewa. They were from Lincoln, oh, Nebraska. Well. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, no, that's okay. That's okay. I guess I didn't specify that. Yeah, they rode their motorcycles up, you know, they rode around the country. And um, Ed and Howard was from Pennsylvania, and Dennis was from Nebraska. And they had this Mako shop down there, and they rode around the country on their motorcycles.
2: Okay. And then you were, you were in with a girlfriend, adolescent, 12 is adolescent, starting junior high. The girls were drinking and then they just, uh, these men came upon you and just attacked you. Did you have to go to the authorities after that, Deb?
4: No, I didn't Hmm. because it was like, well, we just won't talk about this, you know, because it's more hassle than what. I tried to, but uh, that kind of went nowhere, you know what I mean? Because then they um, just shit, oh, you're down by the river drinking, and they take it off on that aspect. So it was like,
2: Like it's you your know. fault of me. Wow. Yeah. <clears> throat> yeah, throat> exactly. But that was horrible to have you and your friend to have to, I take it she was also assaulted as well? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, that's horrible. You know what I mean? And um, do you think by that being, you know, young, 12, that did it um, make you leery of men? Sexuality, for that matter, um, not
4: in the way that it affects some people, I think actually it ended up making me a little bit more promiscuous in a way, do you, at least that's do you think what that other would call it
2: oh okay, so sort of to take the power back this time it won't be taken. I'll choose, yeah, okay, you know, same an uh, experience. I'm so sorry to hear that. So it was almost like a hush-hush thing. Did you you never saw them in your life after that?
4: Well, like I said, um, Ed was or er, Howard was dead, but I did see Ed because he was part of that family. I, um, when I was going out in '79, I was supposed to go out to Sacramento and hook up with Dave, the younger brother that I should have been with, my second husband. I ended up getting snagged up by his oldest brother, uh, John Roy Bigler, Jr., and got dosed and ended up
2: stuck with him. That was your first husband? Yeah. Did you love him? That's a young marriage.
4: No, actually, I was dosed pretty much the whole time, and he pimped me out.
2: He, wait a minute, pimped you out like prostitutes to sleep with other men? Yeah. Um, for money? Yeah. Oh, my God. Were you and shocked what he wanted you to do? How did you feel about going with the program with I the was, money?
4: I uh, was so dozed you know. that I didn't even know what he was doing at the time. You know?
3: Really?
4: Wow. And then when I would start to figure it out and try to say something to somebody, I would get dosed even more. Oh, you my know? God. And like I said, everybody, you know, ex-brother-in-law, cop. You know And all this kind of shit Was involved in that crap And Every time you turned around To say something to someone, Even in a different area You know It was like You run into the same Thing Oh so, my god And then when You know <laughs> So it's, it's I know from my own experience it's a widespread thing, and these people find each other. I don't know how they do, but they do uh,
2: by association uh, for the type of crimes they're they're doing. You mean that way?
4: Yeah, it's and it's a, like a like,
2: criminal, you know, network. They know each other.
4: Yeah, and even if you think that you're going to somebody that's totally different than that to say something, it you find out they're involved, and it gets even worse. You know.
2: Well, let me get this straight. So, you, again, you had a uh, horrible assault as an adolescent, and then you had a young marriage uh, in which that wasn't very good because your husband, again, first husband wanted to pimp you out. Was that the main source of making money, I take it? Um,
4: we had a truck, and I drove, and, you know, we made money that way too,
2: you know. Um, would he Would he then be like your manager and set up all the dates? That means he was uh, vest- vetting the guys? Is that how it worked?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, it was like a good bit of the time I was dosed and I didn't even know what was going on when I'd start to catch on. It was like, you know, you'd um, mm-hmm. it, end up getting dosed somewhere and then you would be, you know, out of it for a while. And a okay. lot of this stuff don't you don't remember until later on with the shit that they were using. And the stuff that they used worked. Like the fentanyl does now, where all you got to do is get it on your skin.
2: Oh, you were being drugged. He was drugging you. So yeah, you that's what I mean. meant by dose. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Then, and, and no. sometimes it did it, it, it block your memory of what actually occurred? Right. So, okay, I think a lot of the traffickers use scopolamine as well from uh, South America.
3: Okay. They can use
2: devil's breath, a street name, and it can make you sort of coherent, fuzzy in the morning, but you don't really recall. You know what I mean? What's going on?
4: Right. And they
2: have have stole people's money, moved their furniture off, taken assets, and they don't really recall what happened. Guys, there's a lot of very strange narcotics out there, again, that I think a lot of us in this community are being drugged. Absolutely. With no memory.
4: And whatever it was they used, they mixed it up with ketamine and I don't know what, the horse tranquilizer?
3: Oh,
2: my God. Oh my God! Um, and then, um, and again, know. You go, so, there's wow. one
4: chick that I was kind of friends with, newer acquaintance with. I mean, they snagged her and me up in we were down in Philly, and they snagged us up, does us with that shit, took us up to this bar that they had that was called the Pig Palace, north of Philly. Okay. And they make you do all kind. I mean, they made people do all kinds of disgusting shit, and they filmed it and crap. You know, oh my God! Um, and for their own entertainment and so on and so forth. And a couple of days, my friend, my second husband's friends, knew about the place and got us out of there. And she was the daughter of a judge, Ann Kotler, and her husband was one of the used to be, um, like I think it was New York Jets football player. And I've tried looking her up, and I can't find it anywhere, you know? Whoa. And I know she was pissed about it, but there was nothing she could do about it. And her being a judge, you know, you would think, but no, there was not a thing she could do about it, you know?
2: Oh, my God. So, again, it it, doesn't matter of the position you're in. Traffickers are going to take advantage if they can. Is that right?
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Because it's just that everyone I want to relate, they don't see us as human beings. They see us as commodities, money, things. Yep. Uh, this is horrible. So the first husband, that didn't work so well. So you got rid of him and then you married again? Well, was it a better no. marriage?
4: Or? Well, what happened was he finally died of lung cancer.
2: The first husband did? The first one did. Oh, how long were you married? cancer.
4: Um, Like, let's see, from 79, or, well, actually from... Uh, let's see, 80, because I lived with him for a while before I married him, 81 to 98.
2: That's quite a long time, yeah. And then then he died, and then you were single for a while, I guess, and then you remarried.
4: Well, Dave ended up, my second husband, the one I should have been with to start with, ended up coming out a couple months after the first one died.
2: Oh. Okay. And
4: then we lived together for a while, and we got married in two thousand. And then we raised parrots and for a while.
2: Was it a better marriage? You think? We oh yeah, here?
4: much better, much better oh, until good. they turned him. It was much better. Oh wait
2: a minute! When you said that until they turned him, did they turn him before last year that you found out you were actually? Yeah.
4: The yeah, they turned him December twenty seventh, twenty eighth right around, like, right after midnight on the, like, they took him the 27th, and I felt our connection be killed, uh, right after midnight on the 28th of December, 2015.
2: Oh, my God, just two years before they announced themselves to you, and how did he turn, would you say, did he become confederate against you, or or how?
4: Oh, well, they took him, they took him, he hit his head on the ice, because somebody had messed with our gate again which Mm -hmm. was pretty much a common thing. And so we ended up, he slipped on the ice a few times trying to get the gate open and whatever. And then he went across the street to ask neighbors if they saw anything because they always sit out on their front deck and smoke and they're like right at the road. And they called the cops on him. And the cops took him. They would not tell me where he was for like two days, and then they gave me a phone number that was nothing but a fax machine. And then I finally got a hold of the right the number that wasn't a fax machine, and talked to him. And he was like out of it, and they he said that they made him go blind, he couldn't see, and he had this rash, and they dosed him up with who knows what. They didn't they. And it was supposed to be like seventy two hour hold was not seventy two hour hold because they kept him up there over they shipped him over to Winnebago from Sacred Heart Hospital in Eau Claire. Over to Winnebago across the state. And they kept him there for over two weeks and then they sent him back to a halfway house. And oh he my was God. not uh, right. I, I, and then how
2: what do you mean not right?
4: Not um, not himself at different. all. Different. Yeah. Very different. And then on January twenty ninth of twenty sixteen, they dropped him off at the house, and he tried to sneak in the doggy door with his bag full of it all and some two other things, and I can't remember what they were. Tried to get his medical records. They told me, oh, you need a lawyer for that. Well, that didn't go far because no lawyer would take it. And, I mean, he was just opposite. I mean, total opposite of what he was.
2: Uh, I mean, such such as, uh, what, was he first a very easygoing man and he became he came back more uptight? Or, um, oh, he
4: was, I mean, he, okay, he loved the birds, the dogs, me. He was good to us. He didn't lie to me. And, I mean, it was like total opposite goes to give the birds water supposedly Mm -hmm. helping me and doing what he did before they turned him and he puts an eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch of water in their dish well they can't drink it that way and he goes oh i gave the birds water and luckily i was always went behind and put the fresh veggies and seeds and stuff in and it's like every dish was that and it's like you didn't give them water all you did was tease them and he's like, oh, well, I was afraid I'd spill water. Well, he'd never worried about spilling water before. You know, hey, it's wintertime. It helps the humidity in the house. You know? Oh. And bitched about the noise. Bitched about the dog's bark. And, I mean, he never complained about none of that before. He, you know, he loved him as much as I did. And just did little different things, you know, like... Um... Pretty much anything you asked him, It was if you got an answer, it was a lie, you know? And I mean, obvious lie. Like, is the sun out, you know? if you In the daytime, you'd ask him if the sun was out, he'd say, no, it's cloudy, and it was clear kind of shit, you know? So I kicked oh, him out because it's like, oh, we're going to do nothing but fight, and we're going to kill each
2: other. Get out, you know? Do you think he was mind- do you think your husband was mind-controlled? You know? or
4: I don't know, but he smelled different, too.
2: Oh, how so? What did he smell like? I can't
4: describe it, but he smelled different. And the only thing that came to mind was that he was nothing but poison to me. And that he needed to stay away from me. Whoa. Which What's does... that, like,
2: metaphorically? You mean, like, spiritually? He felt like he was just poison to you? You feel like great harm would have happened to you if you escaped? Oh, Is yeah.
4: That? Yeah, like I said, I think we would have killed each other.
2: You know? How did he um so did he just on his own accord left? No, I told him to get the fuck out. <laughs> and to okay. stay away from me.
3: <laughs> okay. okay.
2: Are you have you been happier since his departure? Um I
4: missed what we had before they turned him mm-hmm. but um I would, it was, it was, we would not have survived staying together with him being that way, you know. Okay. So it's okay. basically a matter of survival, and you know, I take care of the guys and the birds, dogs, you know. And mm-hmm. my mom's living down here, and I mean, you know, and he went back east. I haven't had contact. I haven't talked to him since December fifth of. 2016 and he changed his phone number and you know okay done but it's like we were working on hooking up with some of these people that could back up the stuff about the family and that the Hoffmans and Biglers and Moleskys and Claytons and so on and so forth and we'd talk to a couple of people okay but then when I tried to call them back, their numbers had been disconnected.
2: Mm. Who are these um, people that you just mentioned? Um, uh, checking them out, how so? Are they traffickers?
4: Yeah, and mm-hmm. the ones that were doing the hunting in the city for the kids and that kind of thing.
2: Um, and then we won't get too sidetracked, but I want everybody to be uh, step-by-step. When death means hunting, it means some traffickers for sport. Think of big game, you know, how people go to, you know, countries where they hunt elephants and tigers and stuff. Guys, they do that in the United States in which, um, what the, isn't the makeup usually all white men with rifles going into larger urban cities to collect African-American mail to take them to remote areas and set them and out it- to run and... And then kill them? Yeah, and
4: actually it wasn't even with rif- rifles. They just snagged the kids up. You don't need rifles oh, to take a, little, a kid.
2: Oh, oh, oh kids. I'm sorry. They weren't even uh, youths. They were kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. And, like, big game hunting. And that's going on uh, presently, by the way, everyone. You know what I mean? Now, this is not way back in the 70s or 80s. This is present. This is horrible. A lot of them do that. What do they do that for? Is there something to... With their secret societies, what are they? Doing?
4: Right, and part of it, part of it, I know for sure was for initiation.
2: Okay, to join.
4: Where they would take the the boys. I don't know what they did with the girls, but the boys they would take when they were like 12. In Dave, my second husband's case, they tried to make him do it at 10, and he helped the kid escape. And tried to put a stop to it then, but that didn't stop it. Wow.
2: Do they? um, In fact,
4: the kid, Ted, the the kid that he helped escape, his dad gave Dave a job driving truck um, on the west coast because he had a um, contract with Feed My People. And so, in order to get him away from the family, Mm -hmm. um, Ted's dad gave him a job running the west coast for a while.
3: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: Do you? Then um, then I'm trying to keep forgetting this. How Deb, How did you stumble upon um, the cops and their involvement? Did this all, like, happen after you were uh, targeted and just a year ago in 2017? No. Kinda...
4: No, my ex-brother-in-law that I've known since 79 was mm-hmm. in on it. And his family was in on it.
2: And they raised and they... their kids the same way. And they uh, wait a minute, because you married into the family. Did they like take you aside and just look at you and say, Deb, this is what we do, or that you? No, no.
4: It was like they'd, They. It was okay from the outside. These people look perfectly normal. Like they're they go to church, they do this, they do that, like normal people, whatever you know. And but if you get on the inside and you know, like they'd be talking about this stuff when they'd think no, I wasn't paying attention because I was doing something in the kitchen, you know? Okay. Or they would, like, oh, let's go let's go hunting, you know? And the guys would take off, and then you'd hear them talking about the shit that they did. When they came back, like, you weren't hearing anything, you know? Because they were talking oh. amongst themselves.
2: Oh, my God. And, and I then know- that... And that means your brother-in-law was involved. That means that then this would be your the first the first husband you've known him since seventy nine, right. right? The first husband and
4: their old man, their dad, that,
2: the father-in-law with
4: all oh And I mean, my my ex brother-in-law Tom Molesky, used to he had rental properties in Philly, and
3: mm-hmm.
4: and I know this is a fact because I talked to the chick that. Her mother rented from Tom, and she was nine years old, and he used to come around to collect the rent. And if her mom wasn't home and didn't, and she didn't have the money um, or leave the money there for the rent, he'd make the nine-year-old suck his and his friend's dick because he would always take somebody with him. He you know? would
2: get a blowjob from a nine-year-old child? Yeah. And Um, she verified
4: that because she ended up meeting one of, she ended up meeting Chuck, one of Tom's kids, um, at the shore. And she had come back with him one time to the house in Philly. And she went outside because they wouldn't let you smoke in the house. And I was outside smoking with the dog. And she's like, I don't believe that that's my old landlord that used to make me suck his dick when I was nine years old. Oh, oh my god! So that's verification uh, uh, right there. You know what I mean?
2: Oh and what my they talked god.
4: about was true, and it wasn't just oh the boys are talking and trying to brag themselves up
2: kind of shit. And and then again, if we don't know their face, they just look like regular people living in a community. Nothing, exactly, nothing odd or peculiar.
4: I mean, it it's like they have total double life, you know, and mm-hmm. one side is all supposedly good, and the other side is nothing but pure evil.
2: Now, when you when your first husband passed away, and he died. Did you, did their family, did they still try to make keep a connection with you or could you easily move on to your second husband, a new life for yourself?
4: Um, actually, since I was already out here and Dave came out here from PA, they pretty much left us alone for a bit. <sighs>
2: um, when do you think they started bothering you and your second husband? You know what I'm saying?
4: Well, there was odd things that would, you know, like odd things that would happen, but we really didn't put anything together on it at that point. And like different people you'd see and you'd go, oh, they look familiar and they're not from here. Mm hmm But you didn't really think anything of it. Okay. And then we started kind of... I guess some of the odd things like people look, you know, not being from here and being familiar um made us kind of start looking at things and looking at past and trying to connect with a few people that could verify like Ann Cotler and um Rosemary and I can't think of she was a she got remarried, and I can't think of what her... But she was trying to make a new life for herself, too, you know. And that's one of them that um, disconnected the number after we talked to her.
2: Oh, okay. Trying to make a new life. So um, now that you lost, you know what I mean, you now separated from your second husband, Um. when did it start... Um. You're, you're on your own with your, your pets, your mother, your pets, your pets. Um When did you start connecting that uh, local law enforcement is a lot more in collusion with uh, crime than ever before? How did you realize that the cops actually were helping, assisting in the trafficking? Of well,
4: I knew about the stuff in Philly and Tom and his family, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew about some of the stuff with the you know, being a over-the-road truck driver and, and how the cops were that way. Okay. Um, and then a few strange incidents happened, like, okay, they had this helicopter and, um, that would stop people and then go to their house and break in and rape them and stuff. And I... My husband and I had went to a quick trip one time, and they and we were coming, and I went in and paid, and apparently the cop thought I was alone because they, when they stopped him for supposedly running the stop sign, even though I knew he stopped, um, when he came up to the vehicle, he says, what are you doing here, to my husband who was driving, you know, mm. and then we come to find out that that same cop uh, a few months later got, I mean, it was kind of buried, but it did get out in the news, like, for one cl- quick little thing that he had been busted for raping, like, three women after he had stopped them for different incidences at their oh. home. So...
2: -hmm. We've we've all, I think the mainstream media has told us, you know, cops are doing some dirty things, but um, as a massive whole, they are far. uh, How, in your opinion, Deb, do you think just about every law enforcement, be a big city or small town across our country, um, are they involved in that? Yes. Yes.
4: And if they do (laughs) have any good ones, I mean, there was one that came out one of the times they had messed with their gate, and he seemed like he was all on the up and up. But he didn't mm-hmm. last long at all. I mean, you know, he was gone in a matter of less than a year.
2: Do they sort of boot them out kind of one way? If they don't target them, do you think they kind of boot them out where the officer gets it? I better, you know, get out of here and find another job, move, find another place?
4: Yeah, because it's like he lived a couple miles away. And... I mean, within a year, his house was up for sale and sold, and he
2: was moved, you know? Wow. This is awful. So it's a sweet secret little... So the cops are in bed with uh, organized crime and human traffickers, because the incentive is money, is that correct? Money. Yeah.
4: Money How do you think they... Money? And, okay. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that enter into it, but money's part of it.
2: Money's part of it, um, and some of them actually um, participate in pedophilia and all of that as well. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. Or, or rapists, you know. What yeah. I mean? They're, they're still just human, and that that, so if they participate in this, not only do they get the words of money, they can also satisfy their whatever their various appetites are. Exactly. Sex, sexual appetite. Right. Do you? Do you? Um, how do they treat you in particular? Are they distanced from you? Do they have a feeling you're you know what they're about? Do um, they stay. Do they stay away from you because you kind of know more than than most ti's that are you know understand the whole game of this? The actually,
4: game, you know? um, I try to stay away from them because they're nothing but no good. You know what I mean.
2: Yeah, mm, true. And, you got
4: that right. You know, you'd be real careful when you go out, and I, I'm fortunate. Mom has eighty acres where we live.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: it's wooded, so and well posted. You know, um, and everybody around here knows I know how to shoot, thanks to deer hunting.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay.
4: And I do not believe in wounding. I believe in a clean kill. You know. And of course, I haven't hunted for a couple of years now, like oh, let's see, about three years now. Um, but once you know how to shoot, you can always shoot. So, so it's well, not like huh. they—it's not like they come onto the property because they know. You know, it's just you just the woods can be a dangerous place. You got bears. Yes. You got you know. <laughs> and then you got
2: it. It's kind of secluded. Um, do they, um, what is your targeting basically like that you get in the last, you know, since you've been aware of it just a year ago, 2017? Well, is-
4: the, the pukiness that whatever it is, they get a cell tower, like, I don't know as the crib Wife probably two miles away from here. And ever since they put that up, that's been like kinda not so good. Mhm. And my husband used to get headaches in the back of his head, he used to swell up from it. Oh wow. Um and then he put ice on it that seemed to help, you know, the the gel pack ice thingies or, and all that. But and, some, like, something is draining the life out of you. Every once in a while you get the drones or the helicopters. Um, but, and I stay away from the neighbor across the street.
2: They're a pro as well? They're involved? Oh, yeah. And yeah. That's and, Once you realize what they were doing, do you get, do you get the, um, if you're in bigger places or when you go out to shop, do you get gang stalking or have you experienced that?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, when you go to Walmart, they like to hit you in the eyes with their stupid little scanner laser thingy.
2: Now, they would just like to do all of that. Now, once you went down to your research and you have the, you know, I mean, you have information of the cops' involvement, um, you and your second husband were trying to keep collecting research. You wanted to um, whistle blow on this. You wanted this to be out. Do you feel like you're being shut down by the uh, law enforcement community? Are they hostile towards you?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, they. I mean, okay, they messed with your electronics. We had a lot of information on our old Dell when we were doing this, and then that. Um, like, totally locked, and they couldn't get anything out of it. So I had to get a new one, and I've had issues with the computer ever, I mean, ever since then, but I didn't really put it together until after I found out what this really was, you know? know. And so, and, yeah, we were trying to write, um, actually, we were thinking about writing a book. And kind of half-ass started on it a little bit, but then the computer locked and fried whatever it did, and then we got the new one, and that was that really didn't get too far. And I was, you know, I'm still trying to put pieces together, but it's by myself. It's a little bit more difficult because I'm not really organized, and this program makes you even more scattered than what you are to start with. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, they do that. They 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 bring out they can oh yeah, they can send a frequency that barely make, barely makes me want to get out of bed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, oh it I
3: know,
2: exactly I inspired me to take care of errands or clean up and then if you know if it's like a fog and I'm trying to shake myself out of it and sometimes you just have to just just, you know, get a bucket of soapy water and say I'm just I'm just gonna wash the floor and hope it'll inspire me to do the next couple of rooms. That's guys that's really how it works for me. Oh I know. Lay, I mean they lay something on me and I don't feel like doing shit. Okay, I'm gonna say it straight out. I don't feel like doing nothing.
4: Oh, I know exactly what you mean. In fact, the only thing that is really um the guys, the birds and dogs are the things that have kept me going. You know what I mean? Because you have to get up and feed them. You have to, you know, do things for them because they can't go in the fridge and get their own shit. You know what I
2: mean? Exactly. They can't. They can't. Do you feel Do you feel like you have company that you're now living with your mom again? Is that nicer for you?
4: Well, it isn't and it isn't because she is uh, mind-controlled. You I
2: really think totally she think is. She is. Think, I mean... Do you think she is? Do you think she is?
4: <laughs> yeah I think she is Because it's like And I really have to watch myself How I react to She's kind of an ho- a hoarder Which gets to me Because I hate <laughs> yeah. having to move a pile of shit To get to to get to get something that I use On a daily basis You know what I mean mm-hmm. But So I really have to watch myself On how I react Plus the fact of she sits and she watches TV Well I'm dead set against the vaccinations And all this kind of stuff And she's like, every time the ad for the the flu shot commercial comes on, she goes, and you walk through the kitchen, and she's sitting there, and she goes, you should get a flu shot. And it's like, you know, Mom, we've been over this probably a million times, and you know my opinion on it, so don't even go there, you know? (laughs) Okay. Okay,
3: no
2: flu shot. Oh my God! Does she have any idea if she's mind controlled? Does she have any idea about the uh, targeting and what you're living through, or not really?
4: Um, I try to explain it to her,
2: and mm-hmm. sometimes
4: she seems like she gets it, and then you turn around and it's like she totally don't get it at all. So,
2: oh so hey, you know, love them anyway. You know what I'm saying?
4: Oh yeah, that's why I said I mm-hmm. I gotta watch how I react because. You know, to me, it's like, okay, if I react too negatively and get all pissed off about it, that's only playing their
2: game. Exactly. And remember, they'd like families to be a part. They do, everyone, so don't buy into that.
4: Exactly.
2: And, of course, they want her property, you know? Oh, yes, I was about to say, 88 acres, I'm sure they do. Um, do you feel that they're working pretty hard to to get it? Are they trying to do sneaky moves, or does it help with you being there, actually? Actually,
4: yes, because back in 2007, she had a car accident, which was not her fault. Some guy with Parkinson's ran into her head-on, and since she has RA, um, it messed up her leg real bad, and it didn't heal right. And, of course, I have a bitch with the hospital there, too, because they had all her insurance cards and stuff. And they still left her laying there in the emergency room for four hours. Um, Four
2: four hours and they didn't do anything?
4: Right. Just so that me and Dave could come down there and go, yeah, you have all her insurance cards. I mean, you know? And that was Luther Mayo... um, in know, Claire.
3: Hmm.
2: Did you feel that there and, was kind of some uh, elder abuse in the hospital? Do you think, Wait a minute. Does your mom target? Do you think she's targeting? Do what? Do you think your mom is targeting?
4: Well, yeah, but see, that could have been meant for us too, because she did happen to be driving our truck at the time, our suburban. Oh. Okay. So it could have been meant for us. And but then they put her in Chippewa Manor for rehabilitation for the um, therapy for walking and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
4: hooked her up with this guy that had signed his house and all his money over to Chippewa Manor, the the rehab old folks home you know thing. And mm-hmm. um, he was trying to talk her into signing all her property over to them.
2: Now wait a minute, why would she do that and she has a daughter? You would be her heir. Who would do that? Well that's why right. that's and she was telling us
4: about this this guy, this Elmer guy. He, he <laughs> wait, his them. name was
2: he, Elmer? <laughs>
4: yeah, his name was Elmer. He used to be a meat inspector
2: in oh, the Elmer. area. A meeting and now he works for the old folks home.
4: Oh. Well he was in he was like in the old folks home as a resident. And he was, like, budding up to her and trying to talk her into doing this. And it's like, and then the old dude in in their lunchroom in front of us and everybody else there, I mean, he was, like, you know, getting all buddy-buddy with her. And, I mean, he pulls her shirt up and starts playing with her tits in front of everybody. Well, we pitched a fit to the people that were running the place. And they're like, well, she's an adult. She can do what she wants. Wait a minute, and like, wait well, a minute. And you got this guy doing <laughs> this to her in front of everybody, and you're saying she's an adult and she can do what she wants, you know? And we ended up, we had a lawyer for the accident, and he went in there to talk to her. And we were trying to get her out of there, you know? Of course. Because this is just not not a good thing. And... Well, he apparently made them a little bit nervous because after a couple of weeks, after he went in there, they had they sent out a social worker to make sure the house was okay for her to get her wheelchair around and all this and that. And they finally let her out of there. The Elmer guy was still calling her.
2: And... and- Wait a minute. He Elmer is like a uh, he's a mature, so he's an older person living in the old home, right? Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? And yet, so so what his job is, he gets a cut of the money trying to talk uh, people into selling their property or selling yeah, it for they, or um, gets
4: or gets more privileges, like he gets to have booze in his
2: room and all this kind of stuff. You know, what did your how did your mother feel about him uh, lifting up her blouse and he's playing with her breast? Well, she didn't like it when she, when she wasn't taking the pain meds and all
4: drugged up. She was kind of pissed off about that. That's why she, you know, he
2: wanted to get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And she she's experienced it now. I'm sure she'd rather stay on. You know, of course, in her house. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and then I don't understand what he was doing there because that doesn't make sense. I'm sure people will have questions about this. Why would your mother um, quick deed her assets to this old folks place when she has an actual living heir, you, her biological daughter? I mean, you know, I mean, Who gives who gives all that property to a complete stranger? Right. But
4: see, that's what he was trying to talk her into doing. Of course, he was trying to start... Start fights between us because it's like, oh, I he, he would tell her, oh, I want to marry you, oh, you know, and oh, your yep. daughter and her husband are against this, and it's like, of course we are, you know, because you're she, nothing but a con artist.
2: Was her mother interested in Elmer or not really, or what?
4: Only when she was on the pain meds. <laughs> oh. I mean, they oh. had her all oxyed up part of the time, and when she was. Oh, oxied up, yeah, oh, yeah, that one was fine. And the, the pain meds would wear off, and, ooh, dirty
2: old man, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. This is horrible. Um, this is horrible, okay? So then, One of the things then... that we did, which was unusually,
4: I mean, I'm kind of a night nice person, always has have been, and that would throw him off because we would go in there and see her or call her later at night, and they kept her really dosed up in the daytime. And for some reason, she wasn't as dosed up as at night. Up at night. Then, oh, okay. I mean, so you'd talk to her at night, and she's like, oh, I want to come home, I want to get out of this place, and I want that dirty old man to leave me alone. And then, <laughs> but you talked talk to her in the daytime, and she was fine with it. You know? See,
2: everyone, listen in. Drugs, they use drugs to alter our state, okay? This program oh, yeah. drugs us, okay? We've got to also keep that in mind. They do. They do. Oh, yes. Oh, they do. They do. Because when uh, I know my sister and I could smell some kind of gas, guys, in Los Angeles, in the, uh, uh, it was hot. They, you know, they came in our lives in May in the air conditioner, as well as the air conditioner in both of our cars. We smell a, a gaseous, horrible smell, actually. Oh, yeah. And that reminds
4: me of something else odd. Speaking of that, when our computer went mm-hmm. and we went to get a new one, um, all about, okay, weird set of events, but I didn't, other than well, this is like too much at once, but our gas furnaces because we always use the wood stove, but we had the gas for backup. Well, the gas furnaces are the elect- were the electronic ignition type.
3: Well, mm-hmm.
4: we went out to get the different computer, and we were gone a few hours, so the wood stove of course, the wood burned down into nothing, and the gas furnaces kicked in. Well, we didn't know, but with the electronic ign- ignitions, when it gets super cold, and it was really cold, um, the gas valve freezes open, and it leaks gas into your house. Ooh. So we went out to get the new computer. The gas valves froze open, filled the house with gas. In fact, we lost three birds due to that. Um, and also... There was this weird smell in the truck. In fact, that's one of the reasons we came, and it wouldn't start right. So we ended up having it towed over to our mechanics, and we had the tow truck guy just drop us off at the driveway. Okay. And our mechanic had to throw the floor mats out, and he says, I don't know what was in your truck, but it was nasty and awful, and I had to throw your car mats out. And the same night that the, our house was filled with the the propane.
5: Mm-hmm. You
4: know?
2: I mean. This is horrible. See, they, they do drug us. Now. And luckily,
4: luckily, my husband came in first. I mean, me being a smoker, I always got a cigarette going. And he came in first to put wood in the fire, and he's opened the door, and the gas smell was there, and he's like, stay away with your cigarette van, and he went and shut the gas up. Of course, the tank was empty by then anyway, and we'd just gotten it filled, um, and we aired the house out and stuff, but it was like, you know.
2: That was an attempt on your life. Don't you feel that was attempted murder?
4: Yeah, yeah. In fact, we talked about it afterwards, and it's like, whoa, somebody's trying to kill us. I guess we're protected because we ain't dead yet. We didn't blow the house up,
2: you know. Mm, because the, you know what I mean. They and they. Do you feel your life is more in danger because of your not firsthand knowledge about the corruption in law enforcement, the things you know? Let's keep it yeah. like that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Probably is. You know. I mean, yeah, it probably is.
3: But do you feel that?
4: In this day okay. and age, everybody's life in, is in danger to a certain extent, you know? But, yeah, it well, probably is. More so I because haven't... they want me to shut up. They wanted us to shut up, you know. But basically what, you know, what they're doing is makes me go, if I'm going to die anyway, I'm going to get the word out and not shut up because I'm going to go down fighting,
2: You know? That's exactly how I feel. That is exactly how I feel. All of us are in danger. We really are. Um, Sometimes I wonder, are they this whole, like you say, you're going to show how it's all interconnected, everyone, the cops, the courts, the medical system, the universities, everybody, every stratosphere, the municipalities, you know what I mean, governmental agencies, Social Security, Medi-Cal, Medicaid, they're all corrupt. Exactly. The spiritual... The spiritual aspect of it as well, the Bible prophecies, even those that don't consider themselves into it or believe, cannot uh, will begin to like ponder. It is a strong connection. Well, I,
3: Agenda,
2: I know one I'm thing. Sorry. I don't. What's I mean,
4: there? I'm not a church goer because that family turned me against any kind of organized religion because I saw that they were into all different religions, and you know, it's like I don't want to be dealing with people like that because they act like they're all, you know, buying something, whatever.
2: Yeah. Li- yeah, lying in the church house. And guys, do not turn off sometimes of, the, of the, uh, the most high because all of his representatives, do you understand? Representatives are working for the other side. You can go to church every weekend. Nothing up there but, but Satan, okay? No, nothing going on. With, and with hey, I can, find, I can find <laughs> the God
4: in the woods with the wildlife. Exactly and not have to deal with that, you know, because if you believe, you know, God's everywhere and knows everything and is a part of everything, then therefore I don't have to go to church and deal with that. No, no.
2: At last church I was in at Los Angeles, God, we were perped, okay? But I'm telling you all right now, do not allow this program or them to sway you up your spiritual beliefs because all I'm saying is, the other side has spiritual beliefs too. It's just the dark side, but they really, really follow Satan, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, more, they're more legion than Christians, guys. I'm not lying. They are more legion in the dark matters than even we are. They make That's what they want to do, make us wibbly-wobbly. We are set in our beliefs. And, no, you don't have to be physically in a, a church, hollow ground, the church, to, to seek him, to seek his faith. He is and if you call on him, trust me, he's there. Okay, two. I know what. Now
4: definitely so are talking is, more than one time because you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen. that
2: hey, I should have been dead. You know, that's what I said. The attempted murder, on the, and then you know what, guys? Think about in the years of our targeting, have any of you had near with tra- uh, a vehicle accident? You felt like a car sped by you on a on a pedestrian, you know, walk sign. Trust me, guys. Sometimes they are trying to murder us and make it look like an accident. Back sometimes, in
4: eighty nine, back in eighty nine, I was hit. Um, we were hauling some LTL stuff, right? And we had mm-hmm. like a half a trailer load left because we dropped in, you know, Chicago and Salt Lake, and we were and we're going through Reno, and we got hit head on by a drunk bull hauler and the nobody died, and we really didn't get that, you know, a few stitches, but nothing really that bad. But the news on the radio was everybody was killed in that accident. You know, that, that kind of, that titled the truck, so it kind of ended the truck driving thing. But, um, you know, so there's another time I should have been killed. I had a heart attack in 2008. I could should have been dead. You know? Whoa.
2: Well, whoa. And now with these cops and stuff and their involvement with human trafficking, Deb, tell us a little bit of how these cops, you know, a part of this as you like to explain, it's all interconnected, this vast, you know, labyrinth program that's against us. The cops are vital in their participation. And, and we know as targets, we've all went to them for help. When we were first targeted, they didn't do nothing. Sometimes they would smirk and laugh.
4: Yeah. And it's just like the people whose kids disappear. What do they tell them? Oh, they must have run away. You know?
2: Yeah, I always thought of after 48 hours, we could put in a missing person. It's like every person that needs a cop knows more about the laws, but the cops aren't following the laws. They're just, they're, they're exempt. Like they're, they, they're exempt? Well, they think they are,
4: you know. I mean, basically, yeah, their mm. authority and all that and whatever, but they think that they're exempt from the own laws that they're, you know, supposed to be upholding.
2: You ain't lying. I wish some of the straighter cops would stand up and go against them. Do you feel that this new administration would help uh, our lawlessness? Because we're really on the verge. It's lawlessness, and it just hasn't been announced yet (laughs) because the chaos will follow. Well,
4: yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're always, you know, giving them a new task force, giving them more toys, um, at least up here. And I'm sure the rest of the country is the same way. Oh, here have our, um, you know, excess military shit. You know? Here's here's for your new drug task force. And basically the drug war is only a war against people anyway. You know?
2: Oh, my God. Do you, um, could you see yourself um, ever, in your opinion, Deb, do you think there's a safe location for any targeted individual to live or is it all pretty much bad everywhere, in your opinion, in this country?
4: In my opinion, it's all pretty much bad everywhere. Yeah, they're safer than, there's some places safer than others from certain things, but no place is really totally 100% safe.
2: Do you think sometimes if you look back on it or even if you had to, if your mom has to look back on it, does she feel something was going on? She was put in that place to try to separate her from her house? Does she at least have a feeling something's going on?
1: Oh yeah, she she
4: understood that,
3: you know. Oh yeah,
2: so, yeah, uh, yeah. asset stripping. I'm sure she would. Because I know she. First thing she says, why would I, you know, deed you my property? And I already have a living daughter. Why would I? Why would I cut my daughter out of her inheritance? Exactly. Why would I do that?
4: So she's aware of certain aspects of it, well aware. But. Um,
2: she's not. And, and speaking of which, we have someone in the chat that just mentioned Wednesday Kennedy on YouTube has good work on elder trafficking, steal all inheritance from the kids to the nursing home. Okay, so this is a, this is a racket, guys. That's what I keep saying. Uh, organized crime and cartels are also involved, which I have a. You know, the, the cop is in a very interesting position. The cop. Where's the badge? He's supposed to uphold all the laws, guys. But guess what? He is, with his authority, doctors and nurses in a medical uh, setting will follow him. Uh, prosecuting attorneys in the courthouse will work with him. Uh, he knows how to work with local thugs and the top uh, runners of traffickers, or whether it be drugs, people, you know, guns, trafficking. He knows the bad guys and how to put a little muscle on them to do things for him. Um, He knows all the nefarious game that's going on pretty much in his community. It's a vital position, and it's very alarming that they took the position to go um, rogue. Oh, yeah. Because they, too, are against the innocent American citizens. We yeah, as CIs right. belong in that group. Do they make a lot of money to buy people off, or do you think... Because uh, they are, you know, the badge and a gun. Well, they they will simply make us disappear if we're not cooperating enough. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know,
2: shocking. I mean, if they and can't
4: do it with the the gift cards, I mean, it's like, you know... The whatever the gift card things to get people to do what they want,
1: yeah. Then they oh, go yeah. the other route. And then
2: um, I'm seeing I see the gift cards because a lot of my, especially in Los Angeles, a lot of our perps look really poor and raggedy, toe down. But then some of them were driving nice SUVs, new cars and shit. So some right. get paid. Some get paid very well, and I think they're they're traffickers. Maybe I don't know the angle, but. Uh, uh, the initiation but do they um, do you think that they're how do they get steal the kids you know to traffic them what do you think the cops part is in that is
4: well my ex brother in law's father did the horse patrol in Philly and he used to snag
2: kids that way um, you, know, you mean he was like a, he was a cop on a, ho- on a, on a, on a, on a horse yeah just... yep And you know something, not many people are going to report a child with a uniformed cop. Is that correct? Remember, see that authority position. Exactly.
3: I mean,
4: granted he got put on disability because um, some of Dave's friends that were ex-military got wind of it (laughs) and they set him up and they kicked the shit out of him. So he couldn't ride the horse anymore. But I mean, it didn't put a stop to it, but it did put him off voice patrol and put him on disability.
2: You know. Oh my God, are they um, <clears throat> are they leaving you alone, or are they trying to send a honeypot to you? They want do they want you to marry again? Do you think? Um,
4: they did send a couple of different guys to me, but it was like, um, for some reason, it gave me flashbacks of the first husband, so it's like, no, I want no parts of it. I don't want a date. I don't want a boyfriend. Fuck that, you know? I'm not if doing you, that.
2: Well, there was something about them that you felt like they would be traffickers. Yeah.
4: Right, as well. I mean, it was just, it, uh, I don't know if it's self-preservation, whatever, but, I mean, they'd, they'd like, act like your friend, and it was, in, like, a couple weeks. Stop over at the house, act like a friend, and then I'd start getting these flashbacks. And it's like, nope, can't deal with this. No, nope, just stay away from me. Go find a real
2: girlfriend. I'm not it. You know? Oh, wow. I was about to say. Or wanting to get close to you knowing that you're the heir of 88 Acres. Is that right? Yeah. You know, well, you I, think
4: yeah, that could be too. Like, fact, I have one guy that's keeps. Um, Every once in a while, he'll call, and it's like, nope, uh, never mind, I'm not interested,
2: you know. Oh my God. If you look back on things and how you see the cops and stuff, now, um, well, how about, let's just keep it right now real quick. Do you think um, these cops are going to get uh, arrested anytime soon? Well...
4: I mean, yeah, it could happen if a lot of people started standing up and getting together. And, you know, everybody with the cell phones and the video things and all that. But with mainstream media covering it up so much, Mm -hmm. it makes it less likely. And with the court system being so corrupt, that's always letting them get away with their shit. I mean, it's unless there's a huge, huge change, I mean, we could have a miracle. You know? That would be good. That would be great. That
2: would really be great.
4: Um, um, I don't really see it happening because enough people are not um, rising up against it. You know, you have a few here and there, but it's mm-hmm. not, and it's somewhat consistent, but it's not enough. To push it past that certain point that it needs to go.
2: Yeah, as in the entire community globally needs to stand up on one day, all ti across the planet. Is that what you're saying? Right. And make and make their voice loud and Like I said, really, really push that door. And I even think globally. Yeah. Touchdowns yeah, on really. that. Day. Globally, we're all speaking out. T-shirts. Uh, You know, flags, everything, whatever the color we're wearing is it that blue ribbon that's wearing? Come on, globally,
4: and also the people that aren't that aren't aware that they're TIs at this point, but very well could be. um, Need to also do that, you know, because I know people right now that there's a lot of people that are, you know, basically zombified by the system. And they could qualify as being TIs, even though they don't aren't aware of it.
3: You know? Yes, I think that's
2: exactly because they watch us. I, I believe there's quite a few of us, quite frankly, globally. I really do. I really do. And like we said earlier when we spoke, Deb, it's us against them. Exactly. You know, we don't need to be worrying about are we going to be the best? You know, Ti poster child. Just tell the atrocity. You know what I mean? For God's sake. They weren't trying and, you know, think of Hitler and, and how the Jews were locked in those concentration camps. They were not concerned about are we going to be esteemed as politically correct. We are tortured individuals and our rights have been obliterated. Yeah, in fact, speaking of that, I had a really a
4: strange experience more than once, but um this woman that was I guess I was probably like nine, um, and my grandmother moved into an apartment next to this woman, Erna, and she had the, the number from numbers from the concentration camps on her, and mm-hmm. she had double numbers, and she was Polish, and she didn't speak English very well. And but I would, and she did all kinds of crafts and different things, and she was always giving me little things that she would made, and. Um, but I remember going over to her apartment, and usually she always covered the numbers up with a sweater or something, but this one day I went over there and she had the numbers were exposed, and, and it was a hot summer day, and she showed me, and I, and you know, she tried like she was talking to me and stuff, but I couldn't understand her real good because of the Polish accent. But the only thing that saved her was the fact that she, her, her and her sister, that they could sew really well. And they, got, they sewed up like some of their experiments and some of their military personnel. And she showed me pictures through the mind-like telepathic kind of thing, which sounds really out there, but it's the truth. And she said, don't let this happen again, and they're still here. And I never knew what that meant until, you know, later on. And now I understand what she meant.
2: They're still here. Project trip. you mean when they brought those animals over here? Mm-hmm. And she said, don't let this
4: happen again. And they're still here. And that's the only thing I could figure out is since this program has been going on for ever, and that was all a part of it, that you know, and that could be one of the reasons I ain't dead yet.
2: That might be, um, So I've questioned that myself and definitely the mortality of my sister that's ill in there. She's being denied adequate medical attention. It bothers me greatly. I wish I, I, wish I was a doctor. I wish I had a magic wand that I could just, you know, write it away. I wish we all could trust a cop, but In this community, I have not heard a single target say that the cops aided in their targeting. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
2: I don't even know if anyone really got an adequate... Some people claim they got police reports. Guys, I never got no police reports. Me either. And the police reports you did get were full of lies, you know? No, I I believe it. Oh, I believe that. Okay, I believe it. You know what I mean? This this is it's just horrible. Um, it it really is. Um, you and of course with that, the cops are a reflection of also the uh, law enforcement and at a federal level, our CI you know, our FBI, DOJ, they're not helping either. Um, this goes all the way up. Is that correct? Yeah.
4: I mean, it's all infiltrated with corruption. Yeah, there's a few people that have been involved with the higher levels that have spoke out, and usually they're one way or another they're shut up in one way or another. You know, Um, they they kill them off, they suicide them, or whatever.
2: My God. It's it's very depressing, yes. I you know what I mean? I, I Oh don't yeah. Know, you know, okay. I don't know. Sometimes all of us as targets. oh we wake up every day, you guys, but but uh you know, we do. And we will. You know what I'm saying? It's just uh wow. You've covered uh quite a bit and still have, you know, we'll never really get it all. you and Kim are both incredible researchers in this matter and what can we do in your opinion Deb, as a community to try to stand up and get on board is it is it wrong just to focus on one aspect or quickly should we the community as a whole try to learn everything and then pick out the things that are going to help break that door down
4: well, I think since we, I mean, we're we're all really different. People are going to come in and be good at different things. So there's certain people that are going to be of greater benefit to zero in on certain aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And there's other people that are a part of this that. Are going to need to zero in on the big picture and put it together. And I mean, and we have a lot of people involved in this community, and there's you know everybody, everybody's got their little niche, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you got the ones that are good at get doing the the research on in mm-hmm. certain areas, you know, let them do their thing. Do the research in the areas that they're best qualified at. Mm -hmm. And then there's others that are going to be better at putting the big picture together with all the research. Let them do the things that they're best at. There's going to be people that are better at putting the word out and being a voice. You know, you got to use people to their best advantage. And I don't mean to use in a bad way, but basically no. let them use their best skills. And that way you can get the word out there in a way that the people that think they're not targets, even though they probably are, can understand it and go, wait a minute, we don't want this. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going through their day-to-day life, and yeah, okay, shit happens to them, but they don't put it together.
6: And mm-hmm.
4: they're surviving. You know, they're they're doing their thing, but they're not thinking about the fact that things progressively have gotten worse over the years. And tomorrow they could be next. You know? Yes, they once they realize tomorrow their life could turn to shit like some of ours have, um, they might not be so so easy to say, oh, well, it's not me, so I don't give a shit. They're going to be going, wait a minute, that could be me. I do give a shit. We want to stop this.
2: I think that, um, uh, and in still, much... Uh, lot in our community are needed. You know what I mean. If we're heavy on research, we have enough researchers. Then we need some people that want to. You know, we need to separate who are the thinkers and the doers. You know what I'm trying to say. And oh, probably yeah. where we want to, where we want to get on on board with more doers, guys that just want to say, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Come on, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's, you know what I mean. Let's. let's even if I'm not going, I'm gonna go if they need money or. Uh, just kept people that need brides, there's something I can offer. For example, the TI day coming down on the 29th, I guess, of August. It sounds great. Those that can't go, we can help the ones that are going and do our own type of, you know what I mean? Right. In solidarity in our own way. But we do need uh, thinkers and doers. And sometimes I think in the community we all get frustrated because nothing's really moving. And the thing is, not bad people, but just not... Um, List either bringing them in or finding out who are the actual, you know what I mean? Action, action, task. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we need both. Everyone, we need do. We need uh, doers and thinkers and doers.
3: Exactly. Because
2: if, if a person is trying to do both, you guys, that's going to just be, um, you know, they're going to get very tired. I'll tell you that much. They're going to get very tired. You know. So. And well, when, you try to,
4: when they try to do it all, it ends up causing burnout. That's why I said let them do the thing that they're best at.
2: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But if you're a good strategist and thinker, a really good thinker, I think I can be a really good thinker, but I need to try to work on doing too. Um, find out, uh, everyone, that's a good question, you know, of the week, and stuff, which we meet on Saturday, everyone. really, Really look into yourself and ask yourself that honest question. Am I a good thinker or am I a good doer? Because both are needed. Good thought, sound thought is needed for good what in strategy, but also the mobility of the doer to what? Tackle that task. I don't think we need to second guess even right now, like him or not. Our present pre- president is actually a very much a doer. You know what I mean? He sets his goals and he achieves them. Sometimes. He's not, you know, just doing the whole amount. He does <laughs> achieve things, whether you like him or not. You know, it's not an issue of that. And I don't think the past, uh, who we had before were actually quite like that. And uh, and I'll just keep it that way. I've seen his, his goals achieved. That's all I'm saying. More, more, you know, right to the point, actually. Uh, Deb, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to um, be ready for questions and answers, everyone. Uh, go ahead and cue if you've called in, and you have uh, questions further for Deb so it's to explore all of these about the uh, law enforcement and its, you know, participation and its deeds and it does relate coming back, back to our targeting. Cuz if they'll traffic, they'll do everything else, everyone. And and they really will. So, you know, we just want that noted. You know. Okay. Yeah. Hi everybody Um, Welcome to Lawrence Talk Show Hey, we're going to be on Next Saturday That's going to be the 16th of June 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time Let's try to kick it on back to uh, Call 142124 I don't like my moderator position being shared by someone right now from California but stop following me around the word will still come out let's go back to the other side of the break and our wonderful guest speaker tonight Deb about law enforcement and their part in our targeting okay Um, I'm really getting a little uh, uh, peed off with this uh perping and stuff. I don't like my moderator slot being shared by anyone from California. You know, we're so perp we're, perp, we're perp outward and inward, you guys, and I do feel it strongly. We can see the perps on the outside, but also all groups are infiltrated, just like the outside, but we still have to press on and do the best we can, but we are perped in-house and out-house, okay? Yeah. And I really have to work on that. Does anyone have, started if you have any questions or comments from our speaker tonight, Deb, sharing with us about law enforcement and their participation in our targeting? and Because we know they're involved heavily with trafficking. Okay. We're certainly not saying all cops, but I haven't had positive experience and, and with some of the things that are even coming out. aid uh, is saying cities involved with trafficking, underground cities, uh, meat supply are there under what are underground cities you mean like um, tunnels and stuff
4: yeah like the tunnels like um, what I was saying about like chili for the deliveries to Center mm-hmm. City and I mean and of course we do have the, the bases in the underground um, facilities all over the country
2: Oh, okay. Yes, oh. they do. And then, and um th- isn't there some kind of satanic thing they got going under uh Denver um airport or something with that horse and stuff. Oh, yeah. They're kinda of, they're kinda of showing out, uh by the way if you guys haven't noticed, uh Satan and his minions are really letting it out, you know, pretty much in public how they really, you know, worship the Baphomet. You know what I mean? Real I've I've heard some cities, uh, Los Angeles particular are considering, you know, Satanism, cool. So they're trying to coin it that way. But we all know the real meaning of it. You know, it's the dark cult.
4: A lot of the stuff they've been putting in people's faces so that they don't... I mean, if they see it and it's in a movie and then they go, oh, it's just a movie, it all kind of, in a way, gives consent. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, And so that's part of that little trick that they pull on people if they don't say, no, we don't want no parts of this, no, we do not consent, explicitly no, we do not consent, they take it as consent because of omission or something.
2: Mm, They probably do. Um, And... But you know what? Um, Do they want us, when they do this, if they think it's consent, do they want us, when they flash these things in movies and stuff, do they want us to, like, I don't know... um, them or something like that? Is that what they expect? Actually,
4: I think more or less they want people to blow it off, like they have been doing, and go, oh, it's just a movie. That doesn't happen in real life. So even though so just- it's going on all around them, they just don't see it and focus on it.
2: Um, do, do you think they're able to blow it off because of the uh, chemtrails? Are we being dumbed down? Is that the effect of of dumbing us down? Yeah. We don't really uh, By the way, I I think that's affecting um, all of our thinking capabilities as as American citizens by dumbing down, you guys. And they they just want to keep... Yeah.
4: That's that's one of the reasons I said everybody's a target, whether they want to believe that they are or not, is because of the chemtrails. And it's not only here, it's in the U.K. and other countries. Australia... They're they're doing the chemtrails all over the world. Oh really? Yeah. If you look at um let's see, I think it's Matt Rogers Skywatcher. He gets pictures in from all over the world of their chemtrails. So it's oh not my just God. here.
2: That's awful. California?
3: Yeah. Yes, hello. Thank you. Okay, you Thank coming? You for you're coming?
2: You, you. Who are you? You coming in on my moderator call? I didn't know. I was just calling in uh, with my, with the zero 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 zero. Yeah. Okay. Who who are you? Okay, you got to call in the right way. You're over, you're on over my moderator pen. I'm the I didn't moderator. mean it. I can
3: actually call in on it and use my pen number if you would prefer that. Yes, I would. I'll do that.
2: Yeah. I'm right. Don, I'm Donaldson. I just called in to talk. Uh, about your guys' police uh, targeting. you have a question? I, I for know the... for a fact, well, no, I mean, I've been targeted, you know, by police, uh, and actually... Okay, everyone right now, if you have a question for our speaker right now, um, when we do calls, our speaker tonight is dead. Does anyone have a question directed at our speaker right now? Uh, with anything to work well, we have to have a type of formality I do my best to think so we have clarity and formality. For more than an hour or so, we've had a wonderful presentation by Deb and her story. Okay? I'm not attempting to be like all the other calls. I do believe in prior proper planning prevents piss-poor performance. I do believe one plus one is two. And I do believe when I've taken the time, and the speaker has taken the time, when we're having Q&A, it's the topics toward the speaker. This is not, I don't give platforms for let me expound upon what I know, and you're not there, okay? Again, I have no interest in how the other calls are run. I do my best to run mine uh, in an orderly fashion in which information is shared. As I constantly say, if you cannot uh, learn something from my calls, I might as well hang it up you know what I'm saying we all need to do what we're gifted to do unfortunately I'm not really a cuddler you know and I really would be lousy at doing support calls I know that I would flop on that but uh, I'm certainly not going to take anyone's wealth of knowledge and time to have anyone just step up or like I run my calls like an Open saloon door so they can expound upon. Everyone rules are fine. Protocol is fine. Okay? It's nothing foreign. I apologize about that, Deb. <laughs> I didn't oh, like him okay. coming on my moderator platform. So, anybody that's Donaldson, that's, um, he's not welcome here. <laughs> And, uh, Deb, uh, guest date is asking, the main city's kids are being trafficked.
4: Well, <clears throat> I know Philly's got been, a problem with it.
2: Hey, Philadelphia? Yeah. Philly?
4: Atlanta, St. Louis, mm-hmm. the Twin Cities. I mean, any place you go is, has a problem with it.
2: Uh, I mean, is seriously. there a particular child that they're taking? Is, is this woven into Pizzagate as well, or have you heard about Pizzagate?
4: Yeah, I've heard about it, and I would say, yeah, that it is woven into it. But that's, you know, there's all different levels of it, you know? You got okay. your higher ups doing it, you got your middle level doing it, and you got your low class doing it. I mean, it's,
2: it's just not. it's a a pyramid system guys like we all say remember every level or a good way to say it my mom was born in 1924 what she used to say sometimes in the 40s a woman could get a coat depending on her pocketbook you remember everybody in the 40s you could get a $50 coat and it was out of sight but your sales girl and all you can afford is an $8 coat that's what you wear every pocket so it's the same thing with traffickers your low end would be your motorcycle gains you know what I mean up perverts. What is low-end life trafficking? That's going to be... uh, If they make a little money from... You know what I'm trying to say? Make a little money to exist, but they won't be wealthy, wealthy from the trafficking? Is that what I'm getting from that?
4: Right. You know, just Uh,
2: enough to survive on kind of thing. Okay.
4: And then you got your upper levels that have, you know, money out the ass and they're doing it, and, you know, and then also the, you know, participation of these different levels of not only the Mm -hmm. trafficking but the using of the children for their own exploitation,
2: you know? Are most traffickers, uh, pedophiles, they touch the kids as well?
4: Um... I would say, to a certain extent, yeah, that that would probably hold true, from what I've seen. Anyway,
2: um, you know what I didn't hear when our interview tonight, Deb. Again, and the cops are think of the cops as sort of like the trafficker's bodyguard, gargoyle. Is that what I think? They're they're protect. They're the guard. Am I right? Yeah. To make sure. Okay, to make sure nosy neighbors that see something peculiar or children, they get shushed down to, you know, and if the if the cop will do the best, but if it reaches even the courthouse, you've got lawyers and judges to shush it down. Am I right? Exactly. Okay. This is what I mean, guys, when I say everyone's in on the take in corruption. And uh, this is what uh, made this call almost an impossibility tonight. They don't want... They don't even want us discussing this, do they? No, they don't. They did a
4: lot of electronic playing.
2: Uh, yes, there is, actually. Yes, there is. And strange voices coming in. And I don't know, zero, zero, zero. No, I don't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you so have to ask the main question. If this individual is actually a targeted individual, who would want to cut in on the moderators? You know what I mean? Who would want to... That's a perp. Oh, right. no. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perp that wanted to talk, you guys. i got to go. Okay? That's a perp that wanted to talk. Um, how can... Um, Greg, Guess 8 has wonderful questions. How can trafficking be identified, Deb? And you know any names involved. Well, I mentioned um,
4: Hoffman. With- Oh, H. H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Okay. Biglers, B-E-I-G-L-E-R. Um, and Molesky, Mile W. Ski. And,
0: and the... I'm sorry, go ahead. Um.
4: And there, you know, there's others, but those are the ones that are like right off the top of my head at this point.
2: And are these people, um, as far as trafficking on the levels, are they are they the lower level, middle level, and going up? What would you say?
4: Um, they're low to mid level, I think. I mean, it could go higher than that. Our Clayton's also. They used to have a fuel oil business.
2: I don't know if they still do. Now a lot of them will work jo- uh, careers and or own small businesses as a laundering front for it. Is that what they like to do as well? Right. Mhm. And and a lot of uh, pedophiles and traffickers uh, will use uh, uh, five hundred one. Yeah, one c. You know, they can cover for that too. You guys uh, and oh
4: and don't forget about child protective services, and their, their thing of oh yeah, test test your baby a week out out of the hospital for t h c with the cheap tests that Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo and the other no tears, some of the other brands also have the same ingredient that Causes false positives for THC. That way, they can take the kids away and bust the parents for weed.
2: Oh well, my God! In the pen, everybody, of course, is innocent. But when the child protective services gets the child, they are now um, getting ready to partner them up with pedophiles for trafficking. Correct? Exactly. Which brings me to a, a hypothetical question. I want to run by you, Deb. If if everyone we now listening to this call are targeted individuals and they say the government gets great grant money and stuff for universities the trafficking is off the hook i mean if they get enough with the which way is it really is the real money in trafficking is it i mean really is that is that what we're they're importing and exporting in our country because we know infrastructure is gone they're killing our jobs who's making money in this great America of
4: Well, I would, in my opinion, yeah, the trafficking is is right up there pulling in the money for them. Yeah, the grants mm-hmm. do something, but yeah, the trafficking, I mean, there's, you know, untold amounts of money in that.
2: Then it makes me keep. The, then makes me uh, go back to my first mind, everyone that I've said it, and we're spanning trafficking calls since you know early 2016 for me. I feel in my heart, the main culprit in the targeted individual community that's really making the money is human trafficking. It is the polka dot elephant in the living room that nobody wants to talk about, Deb. They In fact, they shush it, silence, on the call. And, I, and I'm just this aggravating brat that wants to talk. Because I have a feeling that's where the money really is, because that's where the diversity is. Not race, you guys, diversity. What does a judge and a filthy motorcycle member have in common? Money, trafficking. They cover for each other. These two guys aren't even supposed to know each other, a judge in a motorcycle or, you know what I mean, a cult member, a Satanist, low-level, tattoos. What do they have in common? Guess they keep saying, who are the people, cops, traffickers, politicians? Can people identify these on the street? And how can trafficking be identified? I They're not going to wear a sign. They're going to try to blend in, you guys, with traffickers. Okay? Sometimes, I think
4: a lot of it has to do with if you go with your gut instinct, if something doesn't feel like it's quite right. Okay. And Or doesn't look quite right. It's kind of like going back to the baby shampoo and um, CPS. One of the reasons it came out about the Johnson & Johnson thing was because some nurses back in 2000 or... Somewhere between 2000 and 2002 were kept, and it was either North or South Carolina, at this one hospital. They couldn't figure out why a week or two after the baby is released from the hospital, why all their babies were getting taken away because of THC. Well, they started testing them before they left the hospital. Guess what? They tested positive. They were sure that they hadn't been around anybody smoking weed, and that's when they traced it back to the no-tears um, baby products.
2: Oh, my God. Well, you know what I'm saying? And if the state is the – and I believe, you guys, a lot, our state, CPS, is probably the largest trafficker that politically got the uh, override during the Clinton administration. They were able, you know what I mean, to separate a child from their parents which was kind of, you know, not heard of. So exactly. that makes it, yeah, and that makes it uh, not safe. Um, also, it, also yeah. that it makes
4: it for, okay, look at this, they take the kids away, they nail the parents for weed, okay? That goes along mm-hmm. with their privatized prisons and all this. It's all money-making, and it all and basically true. is human trafficking one way, shape, or form, you know,
2: That is true. That's what it's doing. It is. It's it's a type of trafficking, too. Absolutely. Uh, Trafficking medically, elder trafficking, it's making money, everybody. Like we said, it's a type of slavery and money made off of a person for whatever reason, and they're not getting compensated. If it's labor, you're not paying them for their labor. You're taking and sexually assaulting them or making them sleep with other people for money, um the medicals uh medical and benefit trafficking. That means you have are using uh, identity theft and people aren't getting their rightful uh retirement, social security benefits because they've either been stolen and given to another person or they're you know, some type of fraud.
4: And the organ harvesting, you know, once you're once they're in the system they you know, do whatever they
2: want with people. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, you know what I mean? And they don't
4: care, let's face it, they don't care if the organ that they transplant into somebody is good, bad, or whatever, you know? As long as they're doing the transplanting and so on and so forth, they're getting their money for it. And do they really care if six months down the road it's rejected or it fails because it was, you know, not in the best condition to start with? Of course not, they get to do it over again. More money flowing through the
2: system, you know. Oh my God! And if you're uh, if you want to get a live kidney, they may want to block that for you, right? Because there's no really no money through the system. Exactly. You know, This is, ho- this is horrible. <gasps> and of course, they want to make us feel that it is hopeless.
4: Right, because it it feeds off of that, the hopeless mindset. And also, Um, their suicides for their, I am under the impression that they get a bonus when they get somebody to do the suicide thing, you know?
2: Oh, you mean us as targets, if we would kill ourselves? Right. And even those
4: of us who are not aware that we're targets. You know, you've heard. About I believe this. that might
2: be the that might in fact be the largest group right now. They just know that they're having a string of awfully bad luck in their lives. Right.
0: Right. You know. It's- I mean it you know i mean it's, it's it's widespread and
4: it's there's a lot of angles to it, and yeah, people want to look at things as being good, but there's a lot of nasty aspects to things that are just
0: floating under the surface. you still there? Hello Hello, oh cool. You're still here, okay.
4: got quiet. I wasn't sure if we were cut off or what.
2: Oh, yeah, they, um, you guys, they really, um, they don't want us having this call, do they?
4: No, they don't.
2: I mean, guys, um, I don't know (laughs) what they're up to, but they don't really want us having this call tonight. Um, And, um, wait a minute, if they have it covered... And they're, and they're so powerful. Why are they blocking this type of call?
4: Well, maybe they're yeah. nervous.
2: Yeah, I wonder, um, well, just the uh, whole aspect of trafficking is slavery. And even a layman knows the word human trafficking, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Which means that will get the um, the public outrage more than aliens, more than UFOs, more than do weapons.
4: Very true.
2: To know that they're selling babies, children, women, men. And to know that they've been using some of us in the TI community in one of the most covert manners. If they're already trafficking the kids, some of the smarter traffickers or shall I say, higher up the the pyramid for this technology, guys, they feel they've got the perfect crime. I see, i.e., they're the perfect trafficker. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is horrible, Sam. This is horrible. Oh,
4: it
3: is. And,
2: And then that must be, this is also the weak link as well. And I think they've proven that by sabotaging my... Calls. Don't you understand? This is the weak link. Trafficking. But with the public outraged, slavery, it would bother everyone. That's what they fear. They don't fear the boo-boo. They don't fear the do weapons. They don't fear, you know what I'm saying?
4: Exactly.
2: This is the Achilles heel. Let's... Okay, then I'm asking ask another redundant question. You're very patient with me tonight, Deb. I'm going to be a four-year-old. Why won't other TI calls mention these aspects as well? Because it's taboo.
4: Yeah, I think in a way, yeah, it is. You know, a, a few. You know, when it does come up, the human trafficking issue comes up. It's the subject has changed. Now, I don't know if it's the mind control thing or whatever, but, yeah, that's that's a touchy thing because if the average Joe on the street realized what was going on right under their noses and that they could be next, because, let's face it, with the Baker Act and all this shit, they can take anybody they want off the street and do whatever they want with them. And nobody's the wiser, you know?
2: Oh, my God. Uh, Deb, you have a question from uh, Faye. Let me put her on. Oh, Okay, Faye, I'm trying to mute you. Give me a second. I first lost the board, guys. Now I have it back on.
4: And another thing about the child molesters That I've noticed at least up here They only give them like six months in jail Mm -hmm. And they put them back in the same community In the same neighborhood where they did the crime To start with Oh my god I mean yeah they announced Oh we're putting this child molester back in, in, And at this address But You know it's back in the same neighborhood I mean there's something wrong with that picture
2: And they consistently do that You
0: know what is going on with that? It's
4: like you know, okay, put them there to torment the kids that they molested. What force the, force the family to move that they molested because they're putting them back in the neighborhood? You know, I don't quite get it, but I've noticed that's a consistent consistency here that they do that.
2: I wonder, and uh, you know, we're all feeling it. You know, when it comes to The crime that swells a lot of us, you know, in our community. Uh, They let the, uh, it's almost like the criminals get a pass from the cops, and if it goes up to the court system, they get a pass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what is going on? Um, The
4: whole thing is corrupt,
2: unfortunately. It is, and badly corrupt. Um, isn't it, um, it's almost like in our face corrupt. Are they like mocking us? Because they, you know, or they kind of act like it's, it's corrupt and the Satanists own the system. Yeah, I guess they just said that in the chat room. The Satanists own the system.
4: Yeah, and they're like mm-hmm. rubbing their noses in it, so to speak. Um,
2: they are kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? They really are. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they... and kind of mocking us. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Is that right? Well, because everybody they own the system, and if you want to get any kind of paycheck, you got to be a part of the system, right? All right. It's uh, so against them again. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, well basically If you if you want to even live, let me get this right. If you want to live reasonably well, you have to join us. Yeah. Other than that, you will money will you will be reduced to poverty like we are. Exactly. And then and
4: nickel and dime you
2: until you are.
4: <laughs>
2: you ain't lying about that. <laughs> Okay, you're not lying about that. They'll make sure you keep things, keep hitting your pocket, your purse all the time. Pay for this, this gets sick. Pay for that. Okay. You know what I mean? Or oh, yeah. your loved ones. If you're if you're ill, they're gonna you know keep you practically living at the hospital. Yeah. That's trafficking you too. Medic all the while under treating you, billing medical until they find until your health finally withers out something and you die. And then there of course back up would be you so see you're chronically ill, those those people don't tend to get better, they get worse.
4: Yep. And that's what they're doing, that's this slow kill
2: thing. Hmm. This is horrible. And,
4: you know, the average zombie on the street that's, you know, doing kind of halfway okay, don't even think about it, because they're just making it from day to day, trying to stay (coughs) with their head above water. Not even thinking about their next, you know? Oh, my God. Um kind of goes with the New World Order thing of getting rid of 85% of the population and so on and so forth.
0: Okay, that might be true. And it all kind
4: of feeds off itself, you know. <laughs>
2: You know, you are right. When you, um, I have a quick question, and we're going to make sure to unmute. We have people that want to speak to you, and you guys, honestly, it's not that I'm missing you. They blocked my board. Let's try this one way, guys, and see if I can get in on the board. This has been a challenge. Let me hope that this comes through. 929, you are finally unmuted. Yes, good evening, Faye.
1: Hi there. Uh, Hi. 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 Uh This has been uh, very interesting. Thank you so much, um, Lauren, um, Lauren, and your guest uh, for coming on. Um, I I think it's so uh, true what is happening, and I did have a, a question about uh, if you know anything about the fr- the role of the Fraternal Order of Police, because I was in New Jersey. I'm located in another state but I was in New Jersey, close to the border of New York, and uh, it seemed like I was being targeted by the Fraternal Order of Police, and I was wondering, who are they?
0: Well,
4: um, my ex-brother-in-law and his family were also part of that. I think pretty much any anyone that's police is part of that Fraternal Order of Police. okay. And um I mean I don't really know all the details, but I think in order to be a cop you gotta be part of that. That's why they get rid of the good ones and keep the rotten ones.
5: You know?
1: okay. uh, could it be friends of theirs too, like uh like supporters of the police? Uh like auxiliary police, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so it can be a pretty large group. Right. Mm, yeah, because there were a lot of uh, gang stalkers on that street, and I was thinking maybe their uh, place of meeting uh, of organization was in that building because there were stickers for that fraternal order. Um, I also had another question. I I noticed uh, that in the last few years that um, the uh, perps, uh, they actually come in and uh, live with you as roommates or boarders, like if you take in tenants. I have um, many cases where, and even in some cases where, uh, one person's uh, several relatives were killed and there happened uh, who died in their house, but they had boarders. Um, one time there was a single woman, another time there were two roommates, uh, men in their 20s. And these seemed very suspicious, and then they would stay on. And I think they were, um, uh, you know, perping them from their laptops from whatever room they were in. And I just uh, want to warn people that these people are probably very dangerous. They may seem nice, like uh, they can be a nice uh, girl who, uh, you know, acts uh, very nice. Uh, you'd never suspect, but these people could kill us off. Uh, you never know who can. Uh, so we have to be careful who we let um, in to live in our place. Uh, because I have several friends who seem to be targeted very harshly uh, medically. And they have um, they have perps who live like right under them or right above them. Uh, in their own buildings. Like they are the landlords. Uh, oh, yeah. I was wondering if you have noticed any of, of that. Uh, like is it increasing lately? And, and these people will also traffic us.
4: Actually I think it is increasing because it's like you hear more about it. And there's you know, like I said, my my ex in laws, I mean they I mean it was like they led a double life. From one side they looked like the old perfect people even though there's no such thing as perfect, but if you got really got to see the other side of them, they were pure evil. You know, I mean, they put up a good act.
1: Right, as, right. They seem really, uh, uh, really sweet or uh, pure people, that then, like the next day, it can be back to as usual. Um, well, I'm glad you've noticed that because I really have here. And I just wanted to mention that. But thank you. I've um, I'm really uh, learning a lot from from this talk.
4: Yeah,
2: it was good talking to you, Faye.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks. You're welcome, Faye. Uh, thank you so much. Next, we're going to go to California. California has a question. Go ahead, California. California, do you have a question? sorry about that. Right. Go ahead, California. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you.
6: Yeah. Um. Would I know nothing about the fraternal order or all police or the Freemasons? Is there any connection? Because it's the uh, law enforcement that put me on this program, and I don't know if you know who. Scott Hensler is, but he said he wasn't surprised because they're all Freemasons. So is there any connection between what the lady asked about the Fraternal Order and Freemasons?
4: Yeah, I would say yeah, because, I mean, uh, like, a good bit of the police, if not all, if, you know, Fraternal Order of Police, they're also into the Freemason thing, too.
6: Yeah, that's what he said. That's why he wasn't surprised and he he was uh, in law enforcement and search and rescue and that's what he said. Um and and the fire department's
4: also. Yeah.
6: Yeah, and I know that just from experience, but I actually know who put me on the program and why and it was law enforcement. That's why I was curious. But uh the great show Lauren, thank you.
2: You are so welcome, California. Thank you for dropping in. If you have any questions for our speaker tonight, Deb, go ahead and star eight if you've called in. Um, Going back between the chats, uh, guest eight says the fraternal order of police are Mason. You know. Uh, I've I've been told even the low level law enforcement are Masons, you know that they, they nickname, they call them knife and fork Masons. They're not at a thirty three, you know, high end, but they know enough just to be a team player, but I don't think they, you know, go to the lodges every week and, you know, are getting rewarded. But as they promote up the ranks, uh, they are greatly remor- rewarded. Um also, um, they, um, am I right? They hate everyone, Deb, but they particularly, they're very, are they misogynist? Do they hate women as well? Because they hate blacks. I want everybody to know that. Highly racist, everyone, you know, not making. Do they hate women as well?
4: Oh, I have a feeling they hate women as well. Anybody that's not them, I think they hate. But then again, that's my opinion,
2: you know. Um, are they do they are they abusive to their wives or girlfriends, yeah and their kids and their kids too
4: oh yeah, Tom and his dad and uncle and brother certainly were, and look at all the um, cops that have domestics in their families that get swept under the rug. You
2: know, um, they're protected like, um. It's, you know, what, everyone listening to my voice, they're protected like, like the really above, literally cops are above the law, guys. I know some are, you know, it's breaking up, but we can't look at a youth, well, because of the mainstream video, you can't see uh, daily on uh, the internet, how they're uh, rounding up and choking and killing and shooting citizens across our country. Uh, highly, high volume of African Americans are being killed, but I know they're abusive to all. They're attacking women. I, I, they act like they're, you know, killers with, on steroids. You know what I mean? Uh exactly. I guess 15 in the chat says, you know, yes, but yeah, the cops, the cops. Only U.S. citizens stand up. The people have to stand up. Uh, Deb, our speaker tonight, uh, guest 15 has actually related to that. They have to stand up to this type of treatment, or it will continue. Oh, yeah. In fact, it will grow and it will only get worse. Exactly,
4: just like it has over the years. I mean, we've all seen it. It's only gotten worse.
2: It's only gotten worse, you are so right about that. you are so right about that, well, Teb, um I want to take the time if you you know is there anything you'd like to uh share with us additionally Because i we're gonna be closing soon. i know it's it's getting late, and um, I do want to let you know that I appreciate you being able to do the show, your patience to wait uh I apologize how they completely destroyed the first uh you know thirty minutes of the show. I couldn't get on to talk to you we're being horribly hacked. Oh, I know. You know. I I fully understand
4: because that's what that's what they do to all of us. We've all been dealing with the electronic issues and exactly.
2: Uh, with, with this call going in, this is actually my first call on TalkShoot. that they closed about a year ago because they called and deemed me controversial because I had a speaker that allowed someone in the TI community to live with her, and, like, she, like, perped her, we had a call about it, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm locked out. Oh. And then, and then I, I guess through all their investigations, I'm they realized I'm not spouting hate. Right. And uh, with persistence they released the call. I just didn't really go back in it. What I wanted them to do was merge them, which they never did. So I had to look for my password while you guys were talking, and I said, well, I'm wondering if it will go through, and it did. Um, oh. because uh, touchy about the cops. Uh, they're more powerful sometimes than a lot of politicians, aren't they? Cops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and that's the last thing I want you guys to really understand. With the, I feel like I'm even learning. How about this? I'm learning even more about how everything's connected with trafficking. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, guys, and it I, is
4: the po. we am.
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Deb. No,
4: I was just going to say they had a... Um, Black mayor in Philly okay. for a while, and okay. I can't remember what his name was. But he was trying to put a stop to some of this stuff. And when he quit being, he quit being mayor. They got him out of there, out of it. You know, pushed him out. And he is also a targeted individual. They had a thing; they burned him out of his house or something.
2: I'm like, oh my God!
4: And so. You know, it's like you said, the cops are more powerful than the politicians.
2: I have heard that somewhere. You know, that would be a good. I have heard that, you guys. They kind of know, if you think about it, they really know where the bodies are burned. They really know, you know, probably can dig up or plant dirt on politicians. And and it's like I'm answering my own questions. What other, um, what other... Connection besides trafficking again, would you know uh, a rapist? Uh, a judge would side with a rapist, and then in the innocent, it's you know, cases are thrown out. Our courts are kangaroo courts. Everything's a joke. It was eroding, yes, decades ago. It was eroding, but now it's just off the chain eroded. Does anyone get any justice, Dad? Not really.
4: Not really. Not that I know of. Anyway, it's kind of like okay. Um, they have they take everybody's DNA that goes to jail, but they don't process the rape kits. I mean, come on, you know? What's with that?
2: It's horrible. Um, you know what? They won't process it. And a lot of them have, have um, uh, waited so long that the evidence degrades. They're not processed right. Exactly. Exactly. And they want that. Wait, wait, what are, we paying? what are we paying these people, what are we paying these cops for if they're not doing their job? You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. it's like... They get a nice pension.
4: Yeah. And they're paying yeah. them, you know, basically the taxpayer is paying them to perp them. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know... Uh, I mean, you know not what you, not what people want their tax money to go for, but that's what they're paying for.
2: Oh my God! Um, guess A keeps saying that the KKK was started by Masons. Well, we know the Masons were here, you guys. I think George, first president George Washington, was a Mason, so we know they were intact. Are Masons linked to to um, white extremist groups as well, Deb? Um, yeah, I.
4: Um, I would think that actually they're all kind of connected in their own way,
2: you know? And in essence, one of their sideline jobs is connected to us, everyone, as targeted individuals. We go to them. We can't get help. Faye of Gotham explained the fraternal order, how she was stalked. Uh, None of us can get police reports. I got one that was supposed to help Lily, and It was blank, just our name and address. It was nothing on that. I said, well, why even print it out and waste it out? They've done nothing but help terrorize them, and, and, and they have connections with, uh, if you think of that uh, pyramid, everyone, the cops would know people at the top as well as the scum at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. a very vital position. They are more powerful than a politician. They really know the names and where the bodies are. Well, Deb, I, I um, do want to, um, is there anything you'd like to share with us And additionally, your interview?
4: Um, not that I can think of offhand. I mean, you know, I'm kind of pulling a blank there, but it was a really good call. Thank you so much for having me.
2: I really appreciate it. i go, California has a quick question. We're going to conclude soon. Go ahead, California, your question.
6: Yeah, I just wanted to say because, um, uh, in response to what you just were talking about, um, you know, how powerful they are. I believe, and there's nothing anybody can tell me differently, and Karen Stewart's story and a lot of other people, that they're the ones that go to your community and tell your neighbors about all the horrible things you've done.
2: The uh, cops are doing that? Yep. Do you think they're also doing it, California, to our jobs and stuff? They sabotage us at our jobs?
6: Um i don't know i know that they're in charge they continue to be in charge daily of my program uh the, the people that they installed above me but um so in general i i don't know but i don't mean just to your neighbors i mean they're the ones that give the put the information out to the community so that everybody in the community gets out gets the bad word so whether it goes whether the people at your job are, you know, know about all the information on you, they're the ones that put it out with your picture and the information that they want to tell about you.
2: Horrible. Horrible.
6: That's it. Yes, thank you.
2: It, thank you, California, for your input. Deb, I really, again, <clears throat> want to thank you um, for taking the time to come tonight and share um, uh, all of your research, your experience, your past, and background. I think it's shaped you into um, an extraordinary woman. Uh, it's truly been a blessing to make your acquaintance, and I do hope that you would um, come on the show if you have a chance. Perhaps I always like to give people a lot of space, of course, maybe in the next season, in the summer, early fall, uh, to share more. And it's helping us with the names you've given us to establish everyone. Traffickers are, again, from they live a Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde. They don't all look like, you know, crazy, tax, you know, bug-eyed <clears throat> uh, Satanists, okay? Uh, none of them are living, you know, a lot of them aren't French people. They have nice homes and manicured lawns, and they are here and go to church, and they're wicked. Um what would be your best advice to uh, in dealing in co- with the cops? Would you say, that What would be the what would you suggest to the community if you could?
4: Well, I mean, my thought on that is stay as far away from him as, as you can, and <laughs> don't trust him, and go with your gut instinct. You know?
2: Okay, I think I believe you're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right. But again, Deb, I want to thank you for your patience, and we did do it. And um, everyone, I'll be back on Saturday. Let's go ahead and go for the new talk show. Call my original one, 142-124. That's 142-124, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Deb, and uh, if you want to go ahead and upload your video excuse me, not video, this podcast should be ready within about 15 or 20 minutes. When I abort it, TalkShoe.com, go in to call 124, excuse me, 142-124, 142-124, you guys. And that way, everyone, please download, copy, let's hit it viral. Let's say I want to get some of these on YouTube now uh yesterday i don't have a new youtube channel yet but i'm trying to process one at the end of this week but i've got so much to do but i need to get on youtube now to get this information out we were almost uh blocked and i it's not a question that i wouldn't have continued to show but everyone what is the podcast worth with good information if we cannot report i mean you know we have to know that and with that, already we're commencing uh, this night. It was a wonderful podcast. This Monday, June eleventh, two thousand eighteen. Uh, as the grown folks put it in the hood, I'm dropping the mic now, everybody. We're gonna always coast out with an oldie but goodie, and everyone stay blessed. And I'll be back Saturday. New call number is one four two, one two four.
3: Oh. Um.